A protest against gender ideology organized by Billboard Chris and Josh Alexander is set to take place today in Ottawa, and trans activists are planning to disrupt it. A True North exclusive reveals that the Trudeau government's carbon tax could decimate first-time homebuyers' dreams of home ownership. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith will hire arson investigators to look into 175 wildfires with no known cause. Hello Canada, it's Friday, June 9th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. And I'm Cosman Georgia. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Prominent parental rights advocate Chris Elston, also known as Billboard Chris, and student activist Josh Alexander say they're looking forward to their long-anticipated protest against gender ideology in Ottawa, despite plans by trans activists to disruptively counter-protest. The pair announced their intention to protest in Ottawa back in April, demanding education over indoctrination in publicly funded schools. Elston held a similar protest in the capital back in 2021. True North spoke with both Elston and Alexander on Thursday. Both have stressed the need for peaceful dialogue. Not long after the rally was announced, trans activists began discussing a counter-demonstration. Activists say they plan to, quote, drown out the hate from Alexander and Elston with their counter-protest. Left-wing groups Horizon Ottawa, Community Solidarity Ottawa, and the Canadian Anti-Hate Network are calling on people to show up to support queer and trans kids. True North will be on the ground to cover the protest. Cosman, what do you expect to see come out of this protest today? I know that Elston and Alexander are calling for peaceful dialogue, but I'm a little bit nervous for them. We've seen some of these protests go south pretty quickly, and they can often end up being a rather violent and unsafe place to be. Yeah, I totally expect that it's going to be heated. I mean, we've seen Josh Alexander in Calgary recently. He was sort of in a scuffle where where protesters grabbed him and and sort of pushed him around we've seen it with uh, billboard chris i think that was here in in vancouver he also got you know uh allegedly assaulted and 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 pushed around as well so it'll it'll be a definitely a, a heated protest i expect uh a lot of people will will come out for this but it'll be It'll be interesting to see how, uh, you know, the police reacts and and if we'll see any um, political uh, comments, uh, particularly from the conservative side, because they've sort of uh, tried to keep out of this debate uh, altogether. Yeah, that's a really good point. I want to go back to just the protests and the potential of violence to emerge there, because this is something that we've really seen come up in the last few years. As you just mentioned, both of these individuals have been at protests before and they've been targeted. The one protest you were speaking about in Vancouver, Billboard Chris was there and we had activists actually yelling in his ear and his throat was grabbed by somebody. So it's turned into a situation where as a Canadian, when you're headed into one of these protesters, you really have to ask yourself, am I putting myself in harm's way? And I fully think Billboard Chris can take care of himself. That's not particularly what I'm worried about. I just think it's crazy that we're in a situation where now it doesn't seem like peaceful protest is really an option. You just have to expect that there might be violent counter protesters. And often it doesn't even seem like the police are on your side, as was the case with Billboard Chris in Vancouver, where there was an officer that was caught on camera laughing while he was being attacked. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, I think it it's 
dependent on the, on the police force. And this is happening in Ottawa, right? Like, uh, you know, we're about a year and a half out from the Freedom Convoy. So the Ottawa Police Service will be present, but it's it's a question of how will they react? How will they handle this, you know, massive, uh, potentially massive protest or disruption within the downtown core? Um, so, you know, as, as we said, True North will be there covering every moment and, and you know, our audience will be able to keep an eye out and, and, and informed on what's exactly going on. Canada is in the throes of a full-blown housing crisis, yet the federal government has introduced a progressively punitive carbon tax that by decade's end could decimate the first-time homebuyers' dreams of home ownership, according to housing experts. As reported by True North's Neil Sharma, housing experts are warning that as the number of Canadians experiencing financial precarity has swelled in recent years, the carbon tax will only serve to push home ownership further out of reach for an increasing number of Canadians as the decade progresses. Scott McClellan, the chief operating officer of Plaza Corp, a developer based in Toronto, told True North that the carbon tax will render housing financially prohibitive by 2030. He said, quote, It's a cost against the project, an added cost that gets lumped into the purchase price. It's an added cost to the whole process. Meanwhile, Steve Soretsky, a Vancouver-based realtor and housing analyst, says the carbon tax is short-sighted because, without having addressed the root causes of housing affordability woes, the government effectively introduced another barrier for aspirational homeowners. Soretsky said, I think it sounds really good, it feels good, everyone wants to help the environment, but it's going to be more expensive to build. You can read this exclusive report at www.tnc.news. So Rachel, you know, we've, we've seen the um, statistics, we've seen some of these projections that it's going to take, you know, decades uh, for people even owning, uh, even earning over like $200,000 to own a house in some of these major urban areas like Toronto and uh, Vancouver. What do you expect to happen here? You know, do you see a, a further shift into uh, more rural markets, uh, areas like, you know, Calgary and Edmonton where you're based? That's a really good question. And we actually just talked about this on the show yesterday. And Lindsay made a really good point that these other urban centers like Calgary and Edmonton are also becoming increasingly expensive as people do move out here for a better cost of living and hopefully the ability to own a home. Currently in Vancouver, we are seeing a major housing crisis. There is a huge shortage in supply. And so, I mean, I just moved to Vancouver from Edmonton not too long ago. It took a really long time to find somewhere to rent because there's such a shortage of supply on the market right now. And rents have increased maybe about 40% from a year and a half ago at this time. This is a problem that we're seeing all over Canada. And this idea that you can just move somewhere else to own your dream home and start a family is not really a thing anymore. I suspect that this problem will continue. I think we're going to continue to see our generation really feel that squeeze on being able to purchase property and to be able to start a family in the ways that they would like to, unless we see a change in government that actually really understands the issue and is willing to tackle this issue and to take it seriously. Right. And I just want to touch on, on the carbon tax because 
as as this uh, realtor said, you know, it's an added cost to building, but we're also seeing major cities, uh, for example, Victoria is introducing even more restrictive environmental requirements. Uh, one of these, it, it was kind of a big story a few months ago, is, uh, you know, trying to get rid of, of gas heating and housing or, 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 you know, gas ovens and whatnot. So, like, are these, how can the government... Uh, you know, both municipal, provincial, and uh, federal expect to meet this requirement to build housing for everybody that's coming to Canada, uh, while at the same time putting these really restrictive measures onto builders, because they're the ones who have to deal with this. So, like, is this a realistic expectation? It's not a realistic expectation, and it just shows again how out of touch our federal government, especially, but also increasingly some provincial governments and municipal governments are with the Canadian population. People are really feeling the squeeze right now. They are very concerned about money. We know that Canadians are increasingly turning to food banks, and these actual issues that affect Canadians every single day are not of concern to the elites in Ottawa. They're concerned with shoving down their environmental agenda, no matter the cost. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith says her government will hire arson investigators from outside the province following an unseasonably early and destructive wildfire season. Fires in Alberta reached a crisis point in early May, just days into the provincial election campaign, and during a time when the provincial firefighters typically undergo training exercises. As fires burned across the province's north, some reports of arson emerged. Here's what Smith had to say about it. I'm very concerned that there are arsonists and there have been stories as well that we're investigating and we're bringing in arson investigators from outside the province. We have almost uh, 175 fires with no known cause at the moment. Sometimes they're very easy to trace. When you have lightning storms, that's easy to trace. When you have a train derailment, that's easy to trace. Campfire. But to have 175 fires that we don't know the cause of, that's unusual. Mounties are currently searching for a suspected arsonist following a fire in a Grand Prairie back alley. Officers said witnesses reported seeing a man wearing all black with a white shirt around his shoulder, lighting the fire and walking away from the scene. Further, a May 3 post from the Parkland County Twitter account said the fire department had responded to four suspicious fires in the preceding five days on Highway 16, less than a 40-minute drive from the provincial capital of Edmonton. Some 72 wildfires were still ongoing in the province as of Thursday, down from over 100 earlier in the year. Wildfires have now started up in Quebec and New Brunswick and in the U.S., with millions of Americans and Canadians subject to harmful levels of smoke. It was actually very controversial for the premier to say this. People were upset that she simply didn't blame climate change. No surprise there. But I am really interested to see what is going to come out of this investigation. There was so much speculation during the time of the wildfires. And Albertans that I spoke to that lived up north said it's just really unusual for us to have such a serious fire season so early in the year, about a month earlier than usual. And there were so many rumors circulating that arson had been started and it was really hard to nail down if there was much validity to any of these rumors. So I'm really curious to see what comes out of this investigation. What are your thoughts, Cosman? Yeah, you know, all these people crying havoc about the premier, you know, not uh, respectfully claiming that this is uh, all based on climate change is kind of ridiculous in my perspective because 
these people who uh, have this expectation are not providing any solutions. And here we have a premier taking a tangible action of actually hiring investigators. And, you know, those investigators could very well uh, conclude based on their search and, 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 and their work that this is climate change driven. So I think it, it's kind of um, a catch-22 for some of these environmental uh, activists and climate activists where they're going to be put in a situation where they're actually opposing any real work and any real tangible actions on addressing this you know, crazy wildfire season. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media. You can do that over at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.